We distract ourselves from thinking about it by discussing the high price of fighting crime, or we bitterly debate the efficacy of helping others by means of expensive social programs. We try not to think too much about the immigrant problem. When you can't do anything about it, it's better to lock away pain and poverty behind walls or push them to the outskirts of our boutique cities. Or, like Chicago, tolerate young black men killing one another at twice the rate of deaths of the war in Iraq. Or Washington, D.C., where a mind-boggling three out of every four young black men end up escalating through its penal system. In The Caging of America, Adam Gopnik writes, Mass incarceration on a scale almost unexampled in human history is a fundamental fact of our country today. Perhaps the fundamental fact, as slavery was the fundamental fact of 1850. In truth, there are more black men in the grip of the criminal justice system, in prison, on probation, or on parole, than were in slavery then. Apparently, all the proposed solutions for our social problems have become business models. Which would cost taxpayers less? Government-funded incarceration like that of the past, or the increasing privatization of the present? How can we lower the debt margin of having to feed these unpleasant people whom we've sent to prison? Perhaps they can make up for it by working at jobs below minimum wage. There's an elephant in the room that is becoming more and more obtrusive. Our system of incarceration. I, for one, am incapable of ignoring it. So are others. In Michelle Alexander's awe-inspiring study, The New Jim Crow, she provides a chilling thesis. When you're locked up, you're locked out of the American mainstream and trapped within America's latest caste system. If this were equally a threat to all citizens, it would be terrifying enough, and something would have already been done about it. But that's far from the case. The target populations of our prison system are highly skewed toward three groups of citizens— Black males, low-income people in urban environments, and immigrants. African Americans are at the top of the list, with an astonishing prison rate that is seven times higher than the imprisonment rate for white, non-Hispanic Americans. In fact, at this point, this country has locked up a larger percentage of its black population than South Africa did during the worst years of apartheid. How did it happen? Alexander makes the case that the burgeoning incarceration of blacks and other minorities is actually a re-emergence of old Jim Crow. The Jim Crow laws were state and local laws in the United States enacted in the South about a year after the Civil War ended and endured until 1965. Their purpose was to establish de jure, or law-based, segregation of the races in every public institution or facility of the former Confederacy. The establishment of the so-called separate but equal rule separated African Americans from the white population starting in 1890, formalizing inferior economic, social, and educational conditions for blacks. Northern segregation differed in that it was de facto, or by common practice, perpetuated by housing, bank lending, and job discrimination. In the 1950s, school segregation was declared unconstitutional. The remaining Jim Crow laws were struck down by the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. 
Jim Crow, however, has endured in the form of the prison industrial complex. The term prison industrial complex is an attempt to sum up the various strategies used by our system of incarceration to enslave and eliminate various populations in our country. And as a side benefit to create pools of cheap labor. As scholar and 60s activist Angela Davis bluntly put it, jails and prisons are designed to break human beings, to convert the population into specimens in a zoo, obedient to our keepers but dangerous to each other. Such virulent criticisms of the current prison system have revealed that dirty living conditions, unpalatable food, and unchecked violence in prison have a manipulative purpose. They are there to break the will of incarcerated men and women and to ensure that a large percentage, more than half, will return again as a source of labor, often within months of being released. The profit